0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Mats podcast. I'm Agglio. I'm in, Dong. 23 days left until the college basketball season tips off. 23 days,
1: man. Uh, according to John Rothstein, 54, uh, 543 and a half hours until college basketball begins. Uh, that just shows how eager and desperate a lot of people are, like ourselves, for this college basketball season to begin. And 23 days... Uh, we will have that miracle finally back, and uh, just really excited, man. Uh, getting down to the treasured things with these conference previews. Today mm-hmm. is the Summit League.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since we've done an episode. Obviously, I had to keep pushing it back, dealing with the stomach bug right now. As you can see, I'm I'm back home with the the at home setup once again. Uh, stomach bug. Stomach's not feeling too good, but I'm always in good spirits as there's 23 days left to season tips off. Of course. And uh, as you can see, I'm in a little bit
1: of a different setup. out uh, <laughs> Clemson. Uh, yeah, big game right now going on. So I'm trying to multitask. So if I do look over here, I'm checking the score. Don't worry, I'm invested in the podcast, so the show must go on. But yes, Summit League is up today. Uh, really good conference. We talked about this last episode in the SWAC. Uh, for those of you that missed that one, go check that one out. Really good conference as well. But uh, the Summit League, man, Looks really good every single year, and it's getting, it's getting a lot better uh, in the past couple of years. It's gotten pretty competitive and pretty good, if I do say so myself. As you know, last year's uh, champions were South Dakota State, Jackrabbits, your, one of your favorite mid-major teams, going undefeated in this conference and a uh, very close game, uh, losing in that first round of Providence, but a uh, very good fight for those Jackrabbits. Um, but, hey, I mean, it was a tough road to get there. They had a very close championship game against North Dakota State, and you got a couple of heavy hitters in here as well, with Oral Roberts, South Dakota, and a couple of new teams trying to make a rise.
0: So uh, without further ado, let's get things started with Player of the Year. What do you got? Yeah, my Player of the Year is uh, it's another hot take. Obviously, last year, my hot take was uh, Mr. Baylor Shireman, not Max Acemus, and guess what? It was Baylor Shireman last year. So kind of, kind of pretty smart for that. I'm going with another hot take this year. Uh, I'm going with Zeke Mayo of South Dakota State. Obviously, uh, looking at the South Dakota State team, this is his team now. He was a Summit League freshman of the year or newcomer of the year uh, last year, averaging nine and a half points, three rebounds, two assists. He was second in the nation in free throw percentage last year. So he's a pretty impressive player. And uh, obviously, the keys to this. Offense, one of the best offenses in all of college basketball. Uh, obviously, it's 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 all on him now, and I think I think he's going to do great with it. I think he, he's my player of the year coming into this uh, year. Yes,
1: yes, uh, yeah. big season up for Zeke Mayo, man. Talk about that South Dakota State roster. A lot of guys are gone, so a lot of guys need to step up. Zeke Mayo is first in line, it seems, for this squad this year. Uh, quick quick uh, runner up player of the year, also comeback player of the year. Uh, as you, for those of you that might know, uh, there was a man by the name of AJ Plitzer White. Yes, we know how to say his name now. It's like butter saying his name now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, AJ Plitzer White, man, he was an absolute beast for South Dakota uh, two seasons ago, unfortunately. Uh, I believe he had a knee injury, I believe, but he yeah. sat out towards ACL. Okay, so similar, but regardless. Uh, He sat out all last year, but he is back for this upcoming season. Will he be hundred percent? We're not sure. Obviously it's going to be his first game in two years, but uh, when he did play two seasons ago, he was averaging 19 points per game, four rebounds, four assists per game and a steal per game. He is a lethal player. If he gets hot, Uh, I remember some of his last couple of games, he dropped, I believe 37 in a game against Oral Roberts in uh, one of those, either the quarterfinals or semifinal games. So, um, AJ away. as an absolute menace, so watch out for him. He's going to be really good. But um, how can you not pick Max Acemus? <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, last year it was, it was a quote-unquote down year, I guess. But, I mean, the dude still averaged 22.8, and he was fifth in the nation in scoring. So um, this dude, he's going to bounce back. Uh, there's a lot of guys gone in this conference. Acemus is going to step back. 22.8, to be precise. We round up usually, so 23 points per game, three and a half rebounds, four assists per game, a steal per game as well. He, he's him. Max Asmus is him. And uh, two seasons ago, we we didn't know how to say his name. Uh, we, we didn't know how to say his name. And I think the whole nation knows how to say his name now. So, um, yeah, he's due for a big game and a big season. And uh, Or Roberts, this could be the year for them. I know, as you know, two seasons ago, it was that fantastic run in the Sweet 16, fell this, like, legit, this short to going to the Elite Eight, uh, almost beating Arkansas. But uh, Max Aces, man, I think it's his last year in college basketball now. So I um, don't want to make a count because uh, you know this guy going to go to the league
0: soon. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, uh, All-American, preseason All-American uh, contender. Uh, still, Still standing by Zeke Mayo as my player of the year. But as for my dark course, I got North Dakota here looking at their roster. It's a very good team. They have a lot of veterans on this team. Three starters and some bench return. Really like this team, obviously, the Summit League. Uh, if you watch the Summit League, man, it's a very fun league to watch. Uh, just watching lots of offense, high-scoring games. It's extremely fun to watch. And uh, North Dakota, obviously, experience in this in this league, I think, is very crucial uh, the most of the most experienced teams come out of this conference victorious and North Dakota is one of them this year. Oh
1: yeah. Very experienced team. And um, my dark horse team is another relatively experienced team as well. Uh, Denver, uh, very impressed with Denver's offseason. season, uh, very under the radar offseason for Denver, but uh, two stars and a bench return for them uh, looking for a breakthrough year, man. Uh, two seasons ago, Denver last, they, they haven't seen a top Uh, Half finished in a while in the Summit League. Uh, Last season, where did they finish last season? They finished, oh, wow, they finished sixth last year, which I was, that's impressive. I didn't think they finished that high. But regardless, Denver, I think they're due for a very good season. Um, They actually, yeah, they lost to North Dakota State in the first quarterfinal game. But uh, regardless, uh, Corbin, Coben Porter is back and as well as Tevin Smith, who is their focal point to watch out for. But I was very impressed with the transfer class. You got Marco Lukic from Little Rock, Tyree Corbett from Copeland State. He's a very good player, and I'm very impressed with him coming to Denver and Tommy Bruner from Jacksonville. Very intrigued, Denver. I think they got a very good squad. So uh, this is definitely under the radar team uh, in the
0: Summit League this year. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. And we now go with our main rankings. Starting at number 10, Have uh, Western Illinois here look at the roster one starter returns that one starter is Trenton uh, He He's going to, he's going to, I think he's going to be an all conference player this year. Uh, this is a team that leaned heavily on the starters last year. Uh, looking at the analytics side of things, obviously the most, one of the more uh, starter percentage minutes. Well, you get the point. They played their starters at a very high percentage last year. And we're one of the top programs in doing that. Uh, so they're going to, lose a lot of points and a lot of minutes from last year's team. Yeah, to be precise with the points, they lost 51.8 points per game
1: with those four starters, um, which is a tremendous amount. That's probably one of the most um, largest uh, points per game lost per a team, like if, if that makes sense. But you, you know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I got Western Illinois here at 10 as well. Unfortunate, but uh, yeah, he's a big trend master. Um, he's going to be a fantastic player. Can he be a one-man show? Yeah, definitely. But how far will that get? I don't think it'll get too far too far this year. This conference is a lot deeper uh, than it has been in
0: the past, it seems. Mm-hmm. At number nine, I got uh, St. Thomas. Obviously, last year was their first year in Division One, and they played really well last year, obviously. Uh, looked like a very good offense to me. Their defense was just atrocious, though. Uh, same with all the Summit League, but theirs was – the worst in the Summit League. And that's why I have a number nine this year. Believe it or not,
1: they actually weren't the worst in defense, which is kind of surprising.
0: What? Let me guess who was the worst. Who? Omaha.
1: Correct. All right. Omaha, uh, opponent's points per game was 83 and a half. St. Wow. Thomas
0: that's, St. that's probably one of the highest in the nation I have probably. to believe.
1: Yeah. Man. St. Thomas was 75. Uh, point three, which is nice a little bit high, still but I mean,
0: still very high. North Dakota was also higher than
1: St. Thomas, as was Western Illinois. So, um, yeah, I mean, St. Thomas did their own, but um, yeah, I mean, I got them a little bit higher. I got uh, UMKC, Kansas City, here at number nine. Um, this team loses a lot of experience. They had a phenomenal season last year. Looking at them, um, I know that they did lose in the first round game to South Dakota when they were the higher seed technically, but um, they had a really good season last year, finishing third uh, in the regular season. But uh, yeah, they lost a lot, just one starter returns, lost a ton of scoring as well. Um, I, I think down the line, this team can be pretty good. A lot of good fre- uh, freshmen coming into this program, but I do think it is a small step back for Kansas City this year.
0: hmm definitely agree with you. I have them a little bit higher though. Uh, at number eight, I have Omaha here. Uh, new coaching staff coming in, that coach is Chris Crutchfield. He's been overdue for, for uh, a job, obviously. Uh, he was a assistant at Oregon last year, and he's always up there for always, like, having being like a coach, like, one of the top assistants in the nation. He returns to his alma mater, so I think he's going to do a fantastic job there. Uh, just, just obviously a coach at his alma mater. Uh, three starters, comes back, and he has a lot of minutes to return to work with. I think this is a team that could, that could overachieve.
1: Definitely agree. And um, look at number eight for me. I have Saint Thomas here at number eight. Uh, you just talked about them, but uh, two stars, some Bench, return. Still transitioning to D one, but it was a very good splash last year. Uh, Riley Miller and Parker Bajorklund uh, both return, which are two very big pieces. Have a chance to make an all conference team for sure. But um, yeah, I mean Saint Thomas still just trying to find the pieces. Uh, as they have in their second year now in D1, but uh, they've been doing a good job thus far. So I continue uh, a positive trend hopefully for them.
0: Yeah. And at number seven, I have UMKC here. Like you said, little returns, but they're newcomers. They're very good, especially the freshman class. I think they have the number one ranked freshman class in the Summit League. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a very good team. Uh, looking at it, obviously, uh, defense is the key. It's, it's, it's about who scores more in the summit league
1: agreed. And, uh, Kansas city actually had three, um, players on an all summit league team, which is, I did not realize that at first, which is very surprising. I mean, I, I, I it makes sense because they finished third, but I, I was very surprised. They had one guy on the first team, Evan Gilliard, who is gone, I believe. And, uh, Marvin Nesbitt and Arkel Lamar both gone as well, I believe. So, um, yeah, pretty impressive. I did not know that honestly, but, uh, Number seven for me is Omaha. Uh, I know you just talked about them, and I know we just kind of bashed on them a little bit for the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Obviously, it's all love. We do apologize. We we love every single college basketball team. I mean, some teams just take a little bit of a hit than others. So um, it's all love at the end of the day. So please, uh, we apologize. But, yeah, regardless, Omaha, um, they they did all right last year. Obviously, a bottom three finish. But uh, this could be a year for them to break through. Three starters and some bench returns. Uh, Frankie Filder, Fiddler is the top option that comes back uh, getting experience and uh, usually in this conference like you talked about experience correlates with more wins so I'll see if that is a common theme
0: here with Omaha so that's why I have him here in seven. Mm-hmm. Number six I have North Dakota State here um, obviously one starter returns that one starter Grant Nelson who is probably the best big man in this league now and look at the roster this is a very tall team like this is an extremely yeah. humongous team uh, probably the, the biggest team in the summer league and one of the biggest in the in the country i have to say which is pretty surprising for the summer league because this is a league that that loves a three-pointer and uh, i live and die by the three-pointer but looking at north dakota state they're built a lot different than the rest of the summer league teams i think they could use that to their advantage but uh in summer league I, i'm not sure
1: Definitely agree. And uh, I'm going to make a mid-episode switch and put North Dakota State here at six as well. you talking about Grant Nelson, man. He's the guy. And uh, he actually led the uh, conference in blocks per game last year at 1.3. And looking at the rebound numbers, uh, guess guess who led the uh, league in rebounds per game last year?
0: Baylor Schreierman. Come on. I know that. <laughs>
1: but it was very low. It was only 7.8, which is – I'd say pretty low personally for a conference. But, yeah, this North Dakota State team has a bunch of giants on their team. do lose a lot, though. They lost a lot, and uh, next-minute fatality for them. Uh, It's Grant Nelson, the next guy. They always find a way to win, though North Dakota State does. So I do expect them to find another way as well. Obviously lost in that championship game to South Dakota State. But uh, they held their own. They only lost by six, which is uh, pretty good, I'd say, considering how good South Dakota State was last year. Um, a lot of guys stepped up. Sam Grisell stepped up big in that uh, championship game. A couple of guys had some off nights, but regardless, uh,
0: just looking to kind of turn the page and uh, see what happens in this stuff when we see mm-hmm. Number five of your Dark Horse Denver here. I think Denver has a very good chance of making uh, a run in this Summit League. Um, like you mentioned, two starters, some bench return. Uh, the six-man returns in. Very, their transfers look very good obviously led by Marco Lucci, who had a very fine season at Little Rock, Tommy Bruder from Jacksonville, and they actually have Ben Bowen, who redshirted last year at Wyoming. Uh, he was a, he had a lot of good offers from last year as well before sitting out at Wyoming, and now he's at Denver. I think this is a very good team, and they're my dark horse to, to win this tournament and get the auto bid.
1: did. I do have Denver here at five as well. Yeah, dark horse for sure. Uh, they look really good. And, uh, personally I didn't expect them to look this good. Um, I was, when I think of Denver, I've thought of the teams the past couple of years who have been at the bottom, uh, somewhat of a laughingstock team in college basketball, but uh, not anymore, man. Denver looks really good. And, uh, i talked about them a lot, but uh, those transfers going to be really impactful right away from the get go. So I'm very excited to see what they can do. And, um, yeah, I mean, you look at their quarterfinal game against North Dakota State, they did all right. I mean, I know they lost by 20, but um, you got to look at the positives in this game and uh, they can definitely build upon that. They were actually winning at halftime, but uh, they lost the second half 50 to 27. So that's kind of where the uh, error was in that game. Uh, small fix, but uh,
0: obviously it's going to help them through the fire for this upcoming season. So I'm excited to see what they can do with it. Mm-hmm. And at number four, North Dakota here, Three starters return, and I think this is another very good team. Last year, they they went deep into the tournament. Last year, I believe very competitive, and uh no oh, they no, I, North I'm Dakota got a very down like here. Was last was it the would I get the North Dakota wrong? North Dakota State was in the championship. North yeah, Dakota, okay, okay, yeah. That, that's North Dakota that's was last right. in the
1: conference last yeah. year. Yeah,
0: all 16. right. That's, so I got it wrong. All right, let me restart. <laughs> Why? but no, it's, it's fine. I just mean, no, no, I, no, I just had yeah. the stuff
1: pulled up cuz like I just wanted to make sure.
0: I did too, but oh, but yeah, you get the point guys They're they're coming back with a lot of a lot of minutes um it's a team you should watch out for.
1: Agreed. And uh, they're due for a big year. Um I mean, yeah, it was a really cuz you look at North Dakota, you don't really expect them to be at the exact bottom of this conference. I mean, you think of North Dakota uh, usually how I, I like to think of it, some of the league, at least in the past, it's been the North Dakotas and the South Dakotas. That's how I've been looking at it. Those are the, usually the top four teams. And you got Norrell Roberts here. You got uh, maybe a Denver year this year, but usually those four teams from North Dakota and South Dakota are at the top of this conference. Uh, but yeah, very down here for North Dakota, looking to bounce back. They do return uh, Mitchell Shuker, who's coming back from an injury. Uh, very big piece to watch out for. Um, yeah, North Dakota. We'll see
0: what they can do. Got experience and uh, looking to bounce back after a down here. Mm-hmm. And I'll be doing a, a mid episode switch. At number yeah. three, I'll be going with Oral Roberts at number oh, three. Oh, whoa! <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I knew, I knew you're I knew I was gonna get that reaction out of you. Yeah, I'm going Oral Roberts at number three. Obviously, four starters are returning. Those starters are. Very big starters. Max Ace must one of them. Isaac McBride, the other one, that duo. Probably the best duo in this Summit League. Uh, the biggest.
1: Actually, probably. There's a, I, I'd say the big, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then you got a lot more transfers coming in and as well. Why do I have them at number three? I don't just, know. Just a hunch. Honestly, yeah. I, I have them at number three.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting hunch, if, if I do say so myself. But um, you got to respect it, I guess. And uh, I just realized that six guys in the first team, it's just – it doesn't make sense. There's, there's five guys on a team on a, on a, at the court at once. Why six? It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Regardless, uh, I will move forward to my number three team, which is uh, – it's unfortunate for you to hear the reigning champs, South Dakota State. Putting them at three, um, can they repeat? Sure, they got a great chance too, but um, they just lost so much this offseason, and I don't. I think it's gonna be very hard to repeat. I know, I know they got the talent still, they got the great coaches, probably the best coaching staff in the Summit League, but uh, I don't know if they can repeat. Two stars, a majority bench return. Yes, they got plenty of options still. Uh, they got Zeke Mayo coming in, which is huge, or coming back, I should say. But you look at the guys they lost. They lost Baylor from. Sure, they lost Douglas Wilson, who were the top two guys last year. They also lose a couple other guys that were very important as well. Um, Detlinger's gone, right? Matt Detlinger, he's gone, right? Right?
0: No, he's not.
1: Who's gone? Is Arenas, Arenas no, gone? No, no, Fredell is gone. Fredell's gone. Arenas is gone, right? Yep. And, I mean – there's a lot of guys gone that were very impactful for this team and why they were so successful. So with that being said, I'm just going to, I don't think they can repeat. I think it's going to be very hard to, so I'm keeping them here at three, but, um, they got a chance to, but for me personally, but these top two teams, it's going to be very hard to do so.
0: Yeah. I disagree, obviously, because, uh, South Dakota state is my team. I have that number two, uh, two starters return and all of the bench returns actually, uh, what a dream season for them last year. Obviously, Baylor Shireman has gone to my other favorite team, which is a good thing for me. Uh, but Zeke Mayo, he's now going to be a starter. Um, and uh, they're going to be second in the league. Obviously, they were the best three-point shooting team last year. I remember we explained that in the Patriot League. Uh, like I said, Colgate, 40% from three-point land range. And uh, they were number two and number one by a good margin at 45% is South Dakota State. So it's pretty cool to watch. I'm looking at the three point field goal percentages right now. And I'll, I'll tell you about the whole Summit League in general at the end of the episode.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it too. And there's a couple of teams that uh, can shoot the lights out from three. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking at. So, uh, yeah, uh, my number two team, though, is the uh, opposing in state rivals, South Dakota. Uh, number two, I think it's the year for South Dakota. The uh, Coyotes, I believe that's what they are. Uh, regardless, they do return a lot of key guys. On paper, it's only two starters, but we both know that it is three starters and some bench returning. A big bounce back here for Mr. A.J. plitzer who we talked about making his return after the torn ACL. Will he be 100%? That's the big question. Regardless, he's going to be comeback player of the year if they have one in this conference. No questions asked. Regardless... uh. Cruz, Parrott, Hunt, and Mason are both come back as well. Two guys who stepped up big in the departure of AJ Plitzwhite last year. Uh, Parrott Hunt was he was aver- he was averaging 15 points per game, which was huge. And the biggest transfer of them all, personally, I think in this conference was an in-conference transfer. Paul Burns or Bruins. Uh, he came over from North Dakota. He was also averaging 15 points per game. He is now at South Dakota, which is a very big and impactful transfer right away. I think he is one of the key reasons why South Dakota is going to be so good this upcoming season. That's four key guys right there. I think South Dakota is due, and I'm being honest, I think it's 1A and 1B with these top two teams, and a close second maybe with South Dakota State. But uh, I think it's going to be a really good race. I I love South Dakota, personally, one of my favorite teams. No, not favorite teams, but I really respect them and I really do like AJ Pitzuet's game. But uh, I'm going to put them here at two, but a very close race. Mm-hmm. And
0: the beneficiary of my mid episode switch is South Dakota. I have them as the top team. Uh, like you mentioned, it's technically three stars that return. Uh, both the starters that did return, Perrett Hunt and Arch and Bolt, they both entered the transit this year and both elected to return. So that's a huge, huge return. Uh, for south dakota obviously Plitza white i don't know if he's going to be 100 percent, but he's still going to be a huge factor into uh, how teams play and uh, scout this south dakota team and uh, like you said the in in-state trans- or in-conference transfer Paul broons he's a huge uh he's a big transfer coming in perhaps like you said the biggest transfer in all this conference uh he's definitely he could have be an all conference play. He could be very well be the conference play of the year as well. There's a lot of people running for it. And uh, yeah, I think this is South Dakota's year.
1: Yeah. And one other key stat that I just found very interesting don't foul this team uh, during crunch time. Mason Archambault, 92% from the free throw line. Parrot Hunt, 84 Paul Burns, 82%. 3 of the top five guys in free throw percentage last year in the Summit League. And that brings me to my number one team. How could it not be Oral Roberts? They look fantastic on paper. And I think they're going to do another great season this year. Four stars and to bench returns. It's Max Aspa's time, man. It's it's his last dance. And he's going to make it count once again for Oral Roberts. A little bit different looking team, but in majority it is all the same. Isaac McBride back as well. Huge addition that is coming back. Some very high major transfers coming over. One guy that I saw was very interesting. Uh, Connor Vanover, a big man from Arkansas coming over. I think that's going to be an impactful transfer down the line of things. I think he's going to help a very tall guy that can match up well. Um, he's put on some muscle. No offense to him, but uh, I think he needs <laughs> to put on a little bit of muscle. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. But uh, I think he will be very impactful for, uh, for this Oral Roberts team this year. But, um, yeah, Max Ace has been – It's his last dance, and uh, he's going to go out like Michael Jordan, I think, and going to do some very good stuff. Uh, He he himself, he was a 39% uh, three-point shooter. He's one of the most lethal guys in this conference now with Bayer Sherman gone. So uh, it's his year, and uh, he's hungry for that play of the year that he so desperately wants.
0: Yeah, definitely agree with you. And like you said, Mason, how do you pronounce his last name? Archambault. Archambault. Third nationally in free throw percentage, just oh, behind Zeke Mayo. Do you know who number one was?
1: Give me a conference.
0: Atlantic 10.
1: A hey, 10. A player or a yeah, player? 10. Oh 10. Uh, foster lawyer.
0: Correct. Let's go. That's money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you got that, but um, yeah, like I said, speaking of how good uh, summit league is. Just at at offense, looking at the top fifty uh, from last year's three point percentage of leaders as a team, South Dakota State obviously far and away the number one team. Oral Roberts is in there, top fifteen at fourteenth nationally. You got South Dakota at twenty fifth nationally. You got Denver at number thirty seven nationally. That's that's thirty seven nearly 37%. That's that's pretty surprising. You got there's two more in here.
1: Omaha and St. Thomas from my looks at least. They're a little bit down there
0: but no nah, Kansas City. You you MKC. What? Oh, you didn't mention them right?
1: Fort 48. Yeah, yeah, and then St. Thomas is right after them, right?
0: Yep. And then there's one more. I'm missing one more. Omaha. Who'd you not
1: mention
0: yet? I don't know. I'm I'm looking at the actual NCAA website.
1: I don't know. From my looks of it, it should be Omaha, but I don't know. But looking at nine, all of them were over 33% from three-point land, which is very good, very good indeed.
0: And they attempted a lot. Yeah, they 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 have a
1: lot of attempts as a. Kansas City, actually, St. Thomas averaged the most. uh, 31 three-point attempts per game, which is a crazy amount. Oral Roberts, 30.5. South Dakota State was only 21, which is kind of low for this conference. But, uh, yeah, I mean, these
0: guys know how to shoot the lights out. Mm Mm-hmm. 100% agree. And uh, as for um, tournament, March Madness, Outlook, Probably a twelve, somewhere between a twelve and a and a fourteen Hello. seed, I would say. What, what do you think about those that range? Hello. Yeah. What do you think about that range? A twelve to fourteen seed for the Summit League. Twelve to
1: fourteen. Yeah, that's that's what it is. But uh, what was South Dakota State last year? Thirteen.
0: They were thirteen, lost to uh, Providence, obviously.
1: Obviously.
0: And uh, also.
1: I think they will be there
0: again. Yeah. And always the team, whoever faces them is going to be an upset alert. That's that's regardless of who they play. Obviously, looking at the scoring offense for the summit league, South Dakota State, number two nationally in scoring. I think you know, I think you know the number one team. It's yeah. Of course. <laughs> they're, they're 87s, South Dakota State just a point behind, and Oral Roberts uh, is fourth nationally. So yeah, yeah, they know how to
1: score the ball. I'll give them some of the summit league that uh, defense can be worked on, but hey, I mean, if you score more than your opponent, I tell you win games. So, yep. I mean, it's a good way to look at it. But um, yeah, I think that is all we got for the uh, summit league. This this conference is great to watch. It's it's really hot. If you love high scoring affairs and just a great offensive battle, this is the league for you. And uh, I I definitely tune into a lot of these games. Um. I like the whole conference tournament setup. It's all in one location. Very cool. uh, Just a great atmosphere for it. But um, I think that is all we got for the summit league. So with that being said, we look to the whiteboard and we now cross off the summit league and up next is, if you can see that, I think you can, it is the sunbelts. Sunbelt looking pretty good as well. Um, Do move around a couple of teams. Marshall is the key addition to the Sun Belt this upcoming season, um, which is pretty big. Uh, Marshall obviously has been a powerhouse in the Conference USA for a while. But um, other than that, everyone else does return 14 teams in the Sun Belt, which is a lot. And um, it's looking pretty good uh, so far. So uh, I'm very excited to see who ends up on top of the Sun Belt. But, um, yeah, I think that is all we got for now, as we do have 23 days left. Until the season begins, any final thoughts?
0: Yeah, what's the trivia question for today? That's
1: right. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to do coach of the year again, but no, nah, that coach of the year is too
0: easy. You know what? I'll I'll do a, I'll do a, I'll do a trivia question. And this is this is probably not in the topic of the semi league, but it is a trivia question. Obviously, Gonzaga's first in scoring. South Dakota state second and Oral Roberts is fourth. Who was the third? Uh, who was the team that was third in scoring? That's, that's, a, that's the oh. trivia question.
1: Uh, I'm going to have to guess after the episode, uh, yeah, we don't have much time left, but interesting question. And uh, one more piece of information, I guess, uh, the road to Man's bets will be coming back around soon uh, with our picks. Um, yeah. I mean, we love college basketball and, um, Uh, We're just very excited for this season and I want to get the most out of it. Shout out Clemson. Clemson just scored a touchdown. But um, yeah, 23 days left. Sunbelt up next. Conference is winding down. We now have only 11 remaining. So um, can't wait. And uh, I think that is all we got for today's episode. We thank you guys for tuning in as always. And it's always March, baby.
0: Always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.